Step 8. Forgive. Week 1, Day 3. Forgiveness. Giving God Justice. The opening prayer for this lesson is, God, help me understand God's justice and his forgiveness of sin. The Father has shown you great love and mercy, sacrificing his Son for the forgiveness of your sins. One of your first steps as a forgiven Christ follower is to forgive others. Recall that in Matthew 6, verse 12, Jesus taught us to pray the following, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Take time to answer this question now. Question 1. What if God forgave your sins in the same way you forgave sins against you? Would you be reconciled to God? Explain. Jesus said there is a relationship between God's forgiveness of you and your forgiveness of others. In Matthew 6, verse 14 to 15, Jesus said, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Scripture is clear that salvation is a gift of God received by faith, and it does not depend upon your work of forgiving others. Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Therefore, this passage is not adding the work of forgiveness as a requirement for salvation. Christ is saying that if you are not willing to forgive, your unforgiveness may reflect that you have not understood or accepted the enormity of God's gift of forgiveness for your sin. Since Jesus is our example, let's study how he forgave his debtors. Luke 23, verse 33 to 35 says, The soldiers crucified Christ, and the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments. And the people stood by, watching. But the rulers scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself if he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. Christ's forgiveness of sin was radical. Jesus' debtors nailed him to a cross. As he hung there naked, with jeering criminals on either side of him and religious rulers scoffing at him, he asked the Father to forgive them. Then, rather than saving himself, Jesus paid for their sins and yours with his life right before their eyes. As a result, one criminal crucified with Jesus, a soldier, and several rulers came to confess Jesus as God's Son. Forgiveness is a big deal to God. Answer this question. Question 2. Do you believe there are sins against you that cannot or should not be forgiven? Why or why not? Often, fears of injustice hinder us from forgiving others. Romans 13 verse 1 and 4 says, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for your ruler is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. While God has positioned governments to carry out justice, justice systems can fail, and rarely do they deal with sin's relational debts. Yet, God remains holy even when justice systems fail. He cannot leave sin unpunished and remain holy. 
God punishes all sin perfectly. Vengeance belongs to God. Vengeance is defined as punishment inflicted as payback for an injury or offense. According to the Bible, God will execute His wrath for sin on a day of vengeance. Christ's payment satisfies God's wrath for those who receive His sacrifice as their own payment for sin. But those who reject Christ's gift remain under God's wrath. They will suffer God's vengeance. They stand on their own merit against God's holy standard. As a result, they will be unable to meet God's standard. They will face God's judgment and suffer eternally for their sins. In John 3, verse 35 to 36, Jesus says, The Father loves the Son and has given all things into His hand. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. Hebrews 10, verse 29 to 31 says, How much worse punishment do you think will be deserved by the one who has trampled underfoot the Son of God, and has profaned the blood of the covenant by which he was made holy, and has outraged the Spirit of grace? For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. 2 Thessalonians 1 verse 7 to 9 says, The Lord Jesus will be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. Justice will be served either by Christ's sacrifice or by God's wrath for those who reject Christ. A punishment that satisfies a holy God will satisfy you. Answer this question. Question 3. Do you trust God's justice for the sins against you? Explain. You were once a child of wrath. But God showed you kindness, mercy, and love through Christ while you were still in sin, and not only for you, but everyone. It is God's desire that none perish, but all repent and receive forgiveness through Christ. Ephesians 2 verse 3 to 5 says, We all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. 2 Peter 3 verse 9 says, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise to return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. We love others because God first loved us. We forgive others because, through Christ, God forgave us. We want others to repent and avoid God's vengeance because Christ suffered vengeance in our place. To forgive as Christ forgave you is to trust that Christ's blood was enough payment for both the sins against you and for your own sins. Forgiveness is not giving up your demand for justice. It is a decision to give your claim for justice to God through Christ. This decision to forgive is between you and God alone. It does not depend upon your offender's willingness or ability to change behavior or to repay you. Christ already suffered for sin. 
You can forgive the one who hurt you before they make amends, or even if they never make amends. You can forgive even if you are never reconciled with that person. When you forgive others the debts of sin against you, releasing your claims for justice to God, you are free to love them rather than seek vengeance. They no longer owe you, but rather, they owe God. Forgiveness frees you to love others as Christ loved them. Romans 12 verse 19 to 21 says, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Answer this question. Question 4. Is there anyone you are afraid to love with this Christ-like love? What outcomes do you fear if you release to God all your resentments and rights to repayment for the sins against you? The closing prayer for this lesson is, Father, forgive my sins as I also have forgiven the sins against me. Now it's time to take action. Write the names of three people that you know or think you have not fully forgiven. Ask God to help you forgive them and pray the closing prayer.